This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hello and welcome to Food Stuff. I'm Ann Aries. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we're talking about Cheetos and other cheese puffs. Cheesy poofs. Whatever you want to call them. I did keep calling them cheesy poofs. <laughs> That's from... South Park. Yeah. As we learned in the fictional trivia thing. I mean, also from watching the show, but it, <laughs> yes, I think both. that's why it's been on my mind. Ah. Yes. There's a lot of things to say about Cheetos. There is. This episode was inspired by our super producer, Dylan, and his Cheeto genius. Um, he eats Cheetos with chopsticks. It keeps everything nice and clean and neat. He is doing it currently. He is right this very moment, and it is delightful. Yes. <laughs> So I want to start out with a question. Do you know the game Jack in the Box? I believe we played it in in line for rides at Disney oh, World. Oh, that was um, Heads Up. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, Sorry. But man, we did get a lot of enjoyment out of that. But I am familiar with the game Jack in the Box. It's like a series of games. Sure. Um, but you play it usually on your phone with other people in the room, and all the phones connect to the TV. And there's one that is sort of like a March Madness brackets thing where people vote to determine what thing in the bracket should advance. And one of the competitions or questions is um, around the sexiest mascot. And Chester of the Cheetos always (laughs) wins. No contest. (laughs) No one votes for anyone else. And I've pondered it sometimes. I'm like... I mean, I suppose. 
You know, as Chester himself might say, it's not easy being cheesy. No, we we know every time we record, um, we know the battle. <laughs> also, another cultural thing I wanted to mention is uh, Sabro de Soledad's The Taste of Loneliness is the parody <laughs> brand on 30 Rock. That's what Liz Lemon eats when she's sad or, you know, upset or just in general because she's pr- usually pretty. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Baseline a little bit. A little bit upset at people. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. But all right, Cheetos, what is it? Cheetos are a name brand of cheese puffs, which are a snack made of puffed corn dough that's either baked or fried and then coated in either dehydrated cheese or a cheese-flavored powder. <laughs> cheese-flavored powder, you Cheese-flavored powder. Huh, right. Yes. Uh, d- depending on your level of actual cheese in there, um, there's certain marketing restrictions on what you can actually call something. Love it. Yeah. Um, cheese puffs, by the way, here are are not to be confused with gougere, um, which are French pastry puff bites uh, that are made with just an impressive amount of Gruyere cheese and are so delicious. So good. Sometimes they come stuffed with things. Yes. Oh. Oh, indeed. Yeah. It's like cheese-flavored chew, and it's just so good. Anyway. Yes, we must move on. We, we, we do. It's a whole, whole other episode about puff pastry. At some point in the future, I'm a little bit intimidated by it in a baking and a science standpoint, but we're going to come back to it. Meanwhile, Cheetos. Yeah. How they're made is great. I'm really excited about this because they're, <laughs> because they're basically a different form of popcorn. What? Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> I couldn't be more on board. <laughs> you, you start you start um, the Cheeto process with three simple ingredients and, and one kind of complicated one. Um, cornmeal, water, oil, and flavor coating. Flavor coating. The flavor coating we'll come back to later. Um, but, okay, so did you listen to, or perhaps if you're Annie and sitting across from me, participate in our popcorn episode? <laughs> I just listened to it on repeat at night. Hand <laughs> <laughs> <And> over heart. <laughs> <laughs> dreaming of what could be. <laughs> All right. If you if you did listen or if you listen every night, um, you might remember that um, corn kernels contain a mix of proteins and starches that, when heated with a little bit of moisture under pressure, will gelatinize. Ooh. Yeah. They turn into this kind of kind of fun goo. If you release the pressure, the goo will rapidly expand into a foam that cools at room temperature into a solid fluff. A kernel of popcorn is its own little pressure cooker when it's heated up, uh, but when you've got cornmeal, you've got to provide the pressure along with the temperature in order to create this puffing scenario. So, therefore, cheese puffs are extruded. <laughs> Extrusion is a scary-sounding word, but, uh, but it just means that you've, you've got a machine that lets you push dough through a tube uh, with a die or a mold on the end to, to create different shapes, uh, like, a, like a Play-Doh machine. Oh, yeah. Um, except in this case, your Play-Doh machine is filled with cornmeal and just a little bit of water, and it heats this mixture up to just about the boiling point of water. And there's a screw on the inside of the pipe that shears the hot cornmeal against the sides of the tube, creating enough pressure that the water boils and the cornmeal gelatinizes. So when, when it goes through that dye at the end uh, into the relatively cool and low-pressure environment that we call normal air, the goo expands into foam and cools to a solid in a split second. And the shape of the dye and the way that you cut the dough as it comes out will determine the shape of your cheese puff. 
And I'm I'm actually somehow downplaying how completely rad this is, um, that the machine is moving fast enough and at high enough pressure that when the puffs come out, they actually fly three feet through the air and hit this net or cage that, that drops them down onto a belt to go on through the rest of the process. Oh, I want to <laughs> see a video of this so badly. Yes. Um, but... We're not done yet. There's more? Yes, there's more! Uh, for flavor and crunch, and to reduce the amount of moisture left in the puffs, you know, you don't want a soggy Cheeto. No. Um, the, the puffs will move uh, through either a fryer or an oven. Cheetos are generally fried. Um, unless they say baked on the package, and then they're probably baked. Yeah. Weird. Um, then they're ready for flavor. Uh, They'll either be spritzed with oil and then tossed with dry seasonings, or in the case of Cheetos, sent into this tumbler drum that simultaneously tosses them and also sprays them with this pre-mixed oil plus seasonings kind of stuff. Um, This drum is called a flavor reel, by the way. Favorite kind of reel. R-E-E-L, flavor reel. Hmm. I love everything about this. (laughs) The, uh, the, the coated puffs are allowed to dry out, and they're packaged. And the entire process of creating this packaged product takes, like, less than 20 minutes. I have some kind of weird desire to just, like, stand in front of the <laughs> net and be pelted with Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> that is slightly strange, but... I want to be in, like, a beekeeping suit. <laughs> I don't know what this says about me, Lauren. I don't know. I can't deny that it sounds delightful. <laughs> I just want to <laughs> spread my arms wide. <laughs> and just receive <laughs> receive the, the corn puff goodness. Yeah. Yeah. As wacky as it all is, it is this highly scientific process. You, you like, have to get the just the right moisture content um, in the original cornmeal itself and also once you add the water and also throughout the whole process and also when you're packaging it um, – Cheetos has an in-house lab that analyzes the chemical composition of their product once every 30 minutes. Wow. And then once every four hours, a panel of four tasters will inspect a sample, comparing it to reference Cheetos that are flown in by the powers that be. This is so scientific. Fantastic. Reference Cheetos. Who who gets to be the tasters? Is this like a job you chain for your whole I, life? I think it is. The Rocky theme is playing yeah. and you're like, dun, 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 <laughs> eating Cheetos. <laughs> I didn't ask. There's no one that I could ask. Okay. If you know, write in. Yes, please. There's also a recipe for making your own up on Splendid Table. It involves steaming tapioca and corn flour dough for an hour, dehydrating pieces of it for up to 10 hours, and then deep frying them. Wow. I was almost scared to link this because I feel like you're going to go do it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and I suspect it won't go well for me. But, you know, won't know until I try it. Exactly. I just Uh, made like a very very broad, shruggy gesture. (laughs) In terms of nutrition. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, ba- baked cheese puffs aren't too bad for you. Um, but the fried ones, uh, mm-hmm. nutritionally speaking, you know, they're they're mostly oil and simple carbohydrates, you know. Yeah. It's just fat and, like, the specific type of sugars that – carb sugars that they get you, like, a little bit high. Oh. I mean, not, like, high, high, but but they just they just perk you up real quick. <laughs> okay. Um, so it's a very pleasurable thing to eat, um, a- along with salt, which, you know, also gives you a little bit of a, that's delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the other ingredients listed on your typical cheese puff package are vitamins and minerals, 
that actually get leached from the cornmeal during processing and thus are added back in so that your snack isn't like completely nutritionally void. So that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what but what I'm saying is that, you know, they feel like a treat and they should be treated as treats. Treated as a treat. Mm-hmm. All right. Around the world, there are all kinds of brands of cheese puffs, like Twisties and Whatsits. But the leading brand of cheese puffs, um, I keep wanting to call them cheesy poofs, is Frito-Lay's Cheetos, which boasted $4 billion in annual sales in 2013. What? And to make a year's supply of Cheetos, PepsiCo needs 5,000 cows to get the 11 million gallons of milk, that's 2,200 gallons per cow, to make the 10 million pounds of cheddar cheese for that cheesy powder. More on how that cheesy powder is made in the middle of our history section. Yeah. 22 countries produce Cheetos, making all kinds of flavors, from Pepsi to peanut butter. Oh, no. Um, (laughs) Thrillis did a rather in-depth look into the serving sizes of nine types of chip snack things and found that Cheetos regularly gives customers more than the serving size on the back indicates. 189 is what it probably says in the back, but what you're more likely to get is something closer to 237 and a half. Um, and Cheetos was declared the value winner of all of the others at $0.008, I guess, cents <laughs> per chip. Uh Interestingly, baby boomers are the first generation whose intake of snacks did not decline as they hit middle age, but increased. Interesting indeed. I think it has something to do with our snack habits overall. Probably. 2016 is sometimes known as the year of the Cheeto. (laughs) It appeared in loads of fast food items like quesadillas, burritos, or as the coating on chicken tenders. The scientific marvel that is Burger King's Mac and Cheetos. Um, They were hailed as the new Dorito, which I love that because I I don't know what that means. What? Oh, war is peace. I don't know. I wouldn't. <laughs> the Cheeto is the Dorito. <laughs> ah, nothing makes sense anymore. But um, the Cheeto, speaking of making sense or not, has a very perhaps uh, a surprising history. It does. And we will get into that just as soon as we get back from a quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga! How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at sandiego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year 
Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. And we're back. Thank you, Spencer. Yes, thank you. All right. So we owe our thanks for cheese curls, cheese puffs, poofs, to an animal feed manufacturer in Wisconsin in 1935. Animal feed? Animal feed. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm not going to explain more. I'm going to let you wonder about it. Perfect. No, I have to explain <laughs> everything because I love it. Um, okay. So when this manufacturer was making the feed, um, a grinder flaked the corn. And in order to clean the grinder, workers would feed the machine damp corn, which made these poofy corn things. <laughs> a.k.a. corn puffs. One of the employees took them home and tried them out. And when he didn't die, uh, he found the flavor and texture quite pleasing, actually. And he suggested that the company sell them for human consumption under the name Corn Curls, with Ks, which they did after changing the name of the company to, you know, shake the history of, you know. Animal feed. Yeah. (laughs) We're an animal feed company, but now we're feeding you humans. (laughs) The Elmer Candy Corporation lays claim to creating the first cheese curl, the Chewies as well. And the cheese doodle, cheese with the Z, um, was a popular snack produced in New York, and it came onto the scene in the 50s. But when it comes to Cheetos, they were the invention of C.E. Doolin in 1948. Doolin was born in Kansas City, Kansas in 1903, but his family moved to Texas when he was quite young. His father was an inventor, and the young Doolin worked at his father's auto repair shop and the confectionery that the family owned. He was looking for a new snack, and he responded to an ad in the San Antonio Express for a fried corn chip recipe, an adapted potato ricer, and that's not all. (laughs) 19 retail accounts, too. And Doolin got all of this for a cool 100 bucks. Thinned masa was pushed through the ricer and then snipped into ribbons and fried in oil. These chips um, were named Fritos. And in 1932, the Frito Company got its start. It grew relatively quickly, five plants by 1947, and they made other snacks as well. Frito wasn't the only thing. Doolin was behind innovations and practices like store door delivery or or having the company salespeople doing the stocking of their product. Um, Clip racks, he was behind that. He experimented with canned foods and dipped his toes in fast food, opening one of the first Tex-Mex fast food places in the country Ah. and the first place in Dallas to have a microwave Ah. or, as it was called at the time, Raider Range. (laughs) 
Wow. <laughs> he came up with cup-shaped fried tortilla shells. Another thing he did was invest in Disneyland in its early stages. When it opened in 1955, Disneyland featured a restaurant of Doolin's called Casa de Fritos. <laughs> Kind of ironically, I guess, he was a big health nut and kept up to date with health advancements and trends. And he tried to translate that into his products. He went on to join the Texas Department of Agriculture, which later developed a corn hybrid that was used in Fritos. Both he and his father did so much more. Like, this is very, very condensed. But reading it, it was one of those times where I was like, what? You did this much stuff? Really? And and how did you – you must have gotten up very early in the morning. Exactly. But that's that's kind of the gist. Yeah. Cheetos, though, Doolin was looking to make a snack that wouldn't go stale. And he got in his inspiration from corn chips. And he conducted several experiments with his kids as the test subjects. <laughs> that's a theme that we're seeing coming up a lot. Um, and he, he did first come up with a recipe for Fritos and then later Cheetos. He got inspiration for an adaption to dairy preservative technique from the U.S. Army's dehydrated cheese. So in a way... U.S. Army. (laughs) Is also responsible for Cheetos. Yep. The Army placed a huge order for um, World War I, buying 25 million quarter-pound tens of processed cheese from Kraft. And this is what catapulted Kraft to what it is now, at least one of the big things. Point being, the Army was big cheese fans and was always looking for a way to do more with less. In 1943, a USDA dairy scientist by the name of George Sanders came up with the first cheese powder. At the time, the military was a little mad with the powers of dehydration. Uh, You know, water is heavy. Uh, Heavy is expensive to ship. If you dehydrate your food, you can ship way more of it, be it vegetables, potatoes, eggs, or cheese. So they were funding all kinds of people who were working on all these dehydration technologies at the time, including the aforementioned craft and the USDA. And cheese for a long time was considered impossible to dehydrate because the, the heat used in dehydration would melt the cheese and separate the fats from the milk solids. But Sanders developed a method of drying shredded cheese at low temperatures to create this protective crust, not, not just around the shreds of cheese, but around the molecules themselves within the shreds. Uh, the shreds could then be ground and dehydrated at closer to a usual temperature. And this obviously... Like, getting a packet of dehydrated cheese wouldn't really be the same thing as, you know, sending a soldier, like, a hunk of cheese to eat, like, with your hand. (laughs) Um, But it was useful for cooking and flavoring. And when the war ended, the Army had all of these wartime contracts and excess food to figure out um, in a way that wouldn't cause companies to collapse or maybe even industries. One of the things they did was sell back dehydrated cheese at like a third of the price. And a lot of companies snapped it up. It was cheap. We'll find a way. We'll find something to do with it later, including the Frito Company, which debuted the Cheeto dusted with army dehydrated cheese in 1948. Uh, Yeah. And meanwhile, during the war, Frito was a supplier of chips to the military, um, which Sort of like Kraft helped increase uh, the the band's reach and and positioned it as a national business. In 1961, the Frito Company merged with H.W. Lay and Company. And in 1965, they merged with PepsiCo. A couple of different flavors were tried, but really none stuck around at first apart from the cheesy in 1971. No new flavors until 1992. 
and Flaming Hot Cheetos. Oh, Flaming Hot Cheetos. They are a favorite around the office. I don't necessarily understand it, but but Dylan looks like he's dreaming right now. <laughs> um, and the story behind them is pretty great. Richard Montañez was a janitor at the California plant, uh, Frito plant. He had dropped out of high school in part because he spoke little English at the time. And when he got a job at the Frito-Lay plant, he took the advice of his grandfather. Quote, make sure that floor shines and let them know that a Montañez mopped it. And Montañez did. Uh, as he was working, he started to notice that there weren't products catering to Latinos. And one day, due to a breakdown in the machinery, Montañez procured some Cheetos before they got that coating of cheese powder. And he took them home and added chili powder in its place. He got the idea, I believe, he saw some elotes, and he was like, aha, let me try this. Oh, yeah. Um, and this habit was adopted by his friends and family, who encouraged him to share the idea of this idea of his with the CEO. And Montañez did, calling up the CEO directly. He didn't realize that wasn't really a thing you, <laughs> you did. <laughs> but the CEO heard him out and gave him two weeks to prepare for a presentation. And Montañez wasn't sure what a presentation to a CEO should be. Sure. But with the help of his wife, they checked out library books on marketing. They designed bags and manually made 100 packages. And during the presentation, when he was asked about how much market share they could get, Montaigne says he sort of spread his arms wide and said this much, <laughs> which I love. The CEO was like, okay, yeah, sure. Um, and now it's a best-selling flavor, and Montañez is the executive VP of multicultural sales for PepsiCo North America. Oh. He's been named one of the most influential Hispanic leaders in America by Fortune 500 and Newsweek, and he teaches MBA classes at a college close to his home. Oh. When a student asked how he was teaching without a Ph.D., Montañez responded, I do have a Ph.D. I have been poor, hungry, and determined. Oh. Mm-hmm. And last I heard, Fox Searchlight was, is, making a movie about him. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, yes, these things have a huge following. Uh, Flamin' Hot Cheetos, yes. Yes. Uh, Katy Perry dressed as one for what I'm guessing is Halloween, but, you know, could have been anything. Um, there's a rap song about them. School kids love them, and they qualify as smart snacks here in the U.S., uh, the whole grain kind with the less salt and less oil do anyway. So that's the, the <laughs> Flaming Hot Cheetos. And their success reopened the door to new flavors and a lot of interesting ones, I have to say. Yeah. Um, there are 21 flavors in North America, like salsa con queso, bacon, cheddar jalapeno, extra flaming hot Cheetos. <laughs> in Japan, you can or could get Pepsi flavored, like we mentioned at the top, a Mountain Dew flavored Cheetos. Pepsi might like, sound like an odd flavor of chips, but despite this, or maybe because of it, Americans rushed to eBay for samples. One review read, Quote, it created a carbonated sensation when you eat them, kind of like Pop Rocks if Pop Rocks came in blindingly citrus-like flavor. <laughs> huh. China wasn't big into Cheetos, probably because of the general lack of cheese in the Chinese diet. So 600 flavors were tested in focus groups before a sort of popcorn-y flavor called Savory American Cream was declared the winner. Okay. Savory American Cream. 
1971, Cheetos debuted their mascot to the public. A mouse! Wait, a mouse? A mouse! Yes, the first mascot was the Cheetos mouse. You can still find old commercials with him online. Uh, Cheese that goes crunch was the slogan. He was very, like, calm. He was just like, you know, don't you want to try some cheese that goes crunch? Very different than the current mascot, Chester the Cheetah. And he was introduced in the mid-'80s. And we have to talk about Chester for a second. I'm sorry. We have to. Because it ain't easy being cheesy, and he's dangerously cheesy, and we can relate. He was cool. That we can't really do. Oh, not really. He had sunglasses. He had lace-up sneakers. Daffy Duck was his stunt double. One cool dude. Cool enough for PepsiCo to want to give him his own Saturday morning cartoon. The proposed name? Yo! It's the Chester Cheetah Show. But (laughs) groups were worried about the impact (laughs) of essentially a commercial on kids' brains, and they fought successfully to keep it off the air. I I do still, I I mean, Transformers, G.I. Joe. Oh, yeah, My Little Pony. I mean, like the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Like, come on, guys. Like, if you guys let all of that through... What could have possibly gone wrong with, yo, it's the Chester Cheetah <laughs> I, show? Nothing. Nothing could have gone wrong. <laughs> um, and kind of unrelated, um, the name of the craft brand Mac and Cheese, his, the mascot is Cheezosaurus Rex. And he, too, almost had a show at the same time that was shot down. Oh, now yeah. I'm just picturing like a super group of oh. cheese mascots. Sure. Maybe Chuck E. Cheese could, oh could get it gosh. on that, too. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. Picturing something very, like, Avengers or Yeah. JLA. Yeah. I think that um, for our our other side project that will one day happen, the Dunker, perhaps they could be a, like, boy band. Because <gasps> Cheese of Swords, Drags has got the oh, sure. jazz thing happening. Yeah. Chester seems like he'd sing... I, I think he could play a guitar. He seems like the kind of cat who he could play a guitar. He seems like a, one cool cat <laughs> who's there for the ride. That is a young Hercules reference. Probably no one's seen that show. But there were a lot of Cheetos commercials in the breaks of that show, I remember. Um, and some of these commercials might have been for things like Cheeto Paws, which I kind of remember, but they mm-hmm. were discontinued in 1993. Or maybe the X's and O's. Uh, they were discontinued in 2000. <laughs> um, or the Pizza Puffs were discontinued in 2006. The Twist, discontinued in 2012. Are the Mystery Colors, do you remember the Mystery Colors? I don't, and I'm sort of glad. They're like bright green. I'm picturing like Skittles colors, but on Cheetos? Kind of. Perfect. Kind of, yep. The, all of those, probably not, that won't surprise anyone, but all of them have Facebook groups trying to bring them back, like petition. <laughs> back especially Aww. I think the X's and O's or the paws one of those two has a, like a really big Facebook group mm. in 2009 a Cheeto that allegedly looked like Michael Jackson moonwalking <laughs> was available on eBay and the seller claimed he found it the week before Jackson died and that this increased the value allegedly it sold for $35 wow that same year which seemed to be a big year in finding Oddly shaped Cheetos? A couple in Texas found a Cheeto shaped like Jesus, which newspapers dubbed Jesus. There you go. I nod in approval. Mm-hmm. 
In 2012, a Colorado governor brought up Cheetos when trying to keep the public from getting their hopes up when it came to cannabis legalization. (laughs) Quote, the voters have spoken and we have to respect their will. This will be a complicated process, but we intend to follow through. That said, federal law still says marijuana is an illegal drug, so don't break out the Cheetos or goldfish too quickly. (laughs) And voters in Colorado sent Cheetos to his office when cannabis was legalized in the state. (laughs) And also in 2012, a flying bag of Cheetos caused a brawl at a high school in Indiana. Students were waiting outside to get into the school, and a bag of Cheetos hit the assistant principal in the head. (laughs) And the assistant principal accused a student, and the student denied it, and things escalated from there. The student attacked the assistant principal, and the superintendent described it thusly. Cheetos went flying everywhere. As to whether or not the bag was thrown at him or why it was thrown in that general direction, we're looking into Cheeto mysteries. Mm -hmm. In 2013, the world's largest Cheeto, the product of what Frito-Lay called a seasoning accumulation, (laughs) went on eBay with bids of over a million dollars before eBay shut it down for fraudulent bidding. Uh, Um, The Cheeto discoverer donated it to a small town in Iowa where tourists could look at it through plexiglass. (laughs) I don't know if it's still there, but if it is and you've seen it, listeners, please send in pictures. Yeah. In 2014, a Colorado man stabbed his brother in an argument that started with Cheetos getting dumped onto a bed. Um, This sounds a lot like an argument my siblings would have without the stabbing. But yeah, you put something on my bed, we're going to get in a fight. Both are okay and claim that the fight was over stupid stuff, in quotes. Is Cheetos stuff ever stupid stuff? (laughs) I don't know, Lauren. It's one of the philosophical questions of our time. (laughs) <laughs> um, kind of an aside, Sweetos, which are cinnamon sugar sweet Cheetos, came out in 2015. Um, and this is when the Cheetos store opened, where one of the items available is a makeup bronzer so you can achieve that vibrant Cheetos glow. Oh, boy. Um, that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, Another fun thing about Cheetos, they are a good fire, fire starter or tender. Um, not because of anything to do with the cheese powder. Like, I think that the assumption is that there's some, like, weird chemical in the cheese coating that makes them extra flammable. No, it's the fact that they're fried in oil. (laughs) That'll do it. They have a lot of oil in them, and oil is a little bit flammable. Just a little bit. Yeah. But now you know. If you're ever in the woods Mm -hmm. and you start a fire, be careful. Don't do it. Unless you know what you're doing. But if you have a bag of Cheetos, yeah, it can't hurt. Oh, it can't hurt. <laughs> it can't hurt. Never take my advice. <laughs> um, we have a little bit of uh, Cheetos marketing science for you. But first, we've got one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. 
Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Give me a woo. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. Um, also, special thanks to uh, producer Dylan, who during the ad break, because uh, we do frequently talk during the ad break as though we need to literally take one. Yes. Um, <laughs> that, uh, that although there was, no, there was no Chester Cheetah cartoon, there was a video game called Too Cool to Fool. Yes. And there were no mentions of uh, Cheetos in the game because it's too cool to fool. Yeah. But speaking of <laughs> fooling people. Yeah. <laughs> with yeah. snacks. Um, okay. Uh, so there's there's a term in the snacks market um, and the, the getting people to eat more market at large, which also includes, for example, the military when it's, you know, trying to make sure that soldiers actually eat. Um, th- there's a term called sensory-specific satiety. And basically, th- this means that when a particular flavor or, or sensation that you get from a food is big enough, it, it overwhelms your brain. And at first, that's a cool thing. Um, you're, you're like, cool. Yes. I like this. I like this. But quickly, your brain goes, oh, okay, enough of that. Mm-hmm. And so what processed food manufacturers are doing when they design a food is, is trying to make their foods interesting enough to crave but not so exciting that your brain feels full of that thing. They'll test different formulas with, with like normal human taste testers and, and record what recipes folks don't like versus what they like okay versus what they like the most. Um, and it's often a bell curve where some formula in the middle is that bliss point of flavor. Oh, when researching for the New York Times circa 2013, an article that would become The Extraordinary Science of Addictive Junk Food, writer Michael Moss consulted with a food scientist by the name of Stephen Witherly. Um, and about Cheetos, like out of a whole bag of snacks, Witherly picked out the Cheetos and said, this is one of the most marvelously constructed foods on the planet in terms of pure pleasure. And th- this has something to do with a, with a balanced flavor formula, but also with the way that Cheetos melt in your mouth after that initial crunch. It tricks your brain into feeling like there's nothing to it and that it's okay to keep eating more. 
Very tricky indeed. Ah, um, that New York Times article, by the way, makes it sound like a lot of the food scientists who are involved with these companies experience like kind of a lot of guilt over their work and its impact on the health of the general public. Yeah, I remember when this was first coming out and a lot of people were talking about it and hearing some of the people involved expressing so much guilt about it. Yeah. Um, But but on, on a related note, hope is not totally lost because researchers are always looking at ways to make these craveable foods healthier, um, you know, from the type of food coloring used uh, to the types of oil used to uh, the actual physical batter. There was one study out of Washington State University that added to, to the cornmeal in an extruder dried carrot pulp, which is a waste product uh, left over from, from juicing carrots. Once extruded, the puffs were even puffier than usual. And the taste was unchanged. Um, and the pulp added a little bit of, like, fi- fiber and bi- vitamins. So could could the future hold healthier cheese puffs? I like to think so. Me too. Yeah. Thanks, science. <laughs> yeah. First, you make this what marvelous construction of <laughs> unhealth. <laughs> and now, perhaps. Perhaps you make it healthier. Healthier. But that's our our Cheetos, cheese puff, but mostly Cheetos episode. Yeah. Um, I would love to know the different brands from different countries. I know we mentioned the two at the top. I think those are from the UK and Australia. But, yeah, in other countries, if you have different flavors of Cheetos, one, or different types of cheese puffs. Yeah, and if they've got terrific brand names like the Wotsit. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Let us know. Yes, please let us know. But in the meantime, this brings us to Listener Mail. Is that Chester Cheetah? (laughs) No, not at all. He is too cool for me. (laughs) I I am dangerous in a different way. Yes. (laughs) Kitty wrote, I was just listening to the peas episode and wanted to say, the English nest is a very real thing. Uh I always heard it was beef, mashed potatoes, and peas. The beef is the branch, and the potatoes the nest, and the peas the eggs. Uh The first time I saw an English nest was in a book featured on Reading Rainbow titled How My Parents Learned to Eat by Ina Friedman. I was about six years old. In short, in the book, a Japanese woman learns to eat with a knife and fork to be with the man she loves. The man in the book also learns to use chopsticks. While I am actually Chinese-American, not Japanese, growing up in the 80s here in the U.S., there was virtually no Asian representation in books or any media, so this book really stuck with me. It took me decades later as an adult to finally find a copy of my own. Now I believe it is in reprint and easier to find. Aww. So thank you, Kitty. Um, I I knew I'd read it in a book somewhere. <laughs> I knew it. Um, a lot of people wrote in and said that they, they grew up doing this, so I... Once again, and comforted that it was not just a strange thing my family did. <laughs> Although there's probably a lot of those, and that's okay too. Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, we're, <laughs> we're 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 all mad down here. Uh, Leslie wrote. 
I just devoured the fettuccine Alfredo episode and wanted to share a couple morsels with you. I worked in an Olive Garden restaurant back in the early 90s, and I can verify that fettuccine Alfredo is definitely the Italian version of American macaroni and cheese. I guess that's because it's pretty bland, yummy but not too spicy, and easily tolerated by picky eaters and children. Serve it in a dish with a basket of hot breadsticks, and you have the fast Italian version of chips and salsa, a Mexican restaurant staple. Back in the day, I was a server at Olive Garden, but also made fresh pasta during the day for use in the restaurant that night. Pasta episode, anyone? Sorry! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That gave me access to the kitchen and to trade secrets! I learned the recipe for their fettuccine Alfredo then and still use it today when I need an easy side dish to balance something healthy like broiled fish or grilled chicken. I won't give exact proportions, but the ingredients were, and likely still are, butter, Parmesan cheese, heavy cream, and garlic powder. As a server, I discovered that diners can be very passionate about their Alfredo sauce. I once had a guest almost stab the back of my hand with a fork when I tried to move her not-quite-empty dish of Alfredo sauce to make room for her entree. It was my go-to suggestion for that person in a large party who didn't really like Italian food. It quickly became one of my favorite comfort foods and still is 28 years later. <laughs> Behind the scenes at Olive Garden. <laughs> All these Alfredo facts. I love it. Oh, yes. Thank you. Yes. If you have any behind-the-scenes facts and would like to send them to us, you can. Our email is foodstuff at howstuffworks.com. We're also on social media. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at foodstuffhsw. Also on Instagram at foodstuff. We do hope to hear from you. Thank you for our super producer, Dylan Fagan, for being, among other things, a Cheeto inspiration. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.